1: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. I'm David Reed. This is Marek Larwood. Hello, listeners. And we have a special guest this week. Um, who is currently being licked by Buddy the dog. Buddy.
1: I normally pay very good money for this. <laughs> down at Battersea at midnight. It's Mr <laughs> Paul Litchfield. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me, chaps.
2: No, uh, our pleasure. Our pleasure. Um, Paul, are you a, are you a uh, film buff? I am film a
1: fanatic? film freak, my friends. Um, I'm on what used to be called Love Film, but now it's Amazon Prime. Yes. So I watch about six a week. I really do I really
2: get a pick of the films I with re- and Prime. I, yeah i mean a lot of dog movies on there
1: what really annoys me is they have constant troubles with the studio getting right so like you'll have film you have films that have just come out recently and then you have to wait like three months before you can actually get them onto the uh you know um, sent to your house and of course now we can stream TV shows but it's not like Netflix really
3: I was just taking a photo which I'll put on the website of all the while Paul was very
1: fresh all boys together.
3: He was uh, being licked to death by Buddy during that, and uh, Buddy is the dog, uh, which is David's dog, and yeah. he was very professional. He still ma- maintained um, uh, non-radio silence. Almost <laughs> like it's happened before. <laughs> happened
1: before. Um, I've licked you before in Edinburgh, I'm sure, Mary. Yeah,
3: everyone does that. And you anywhere. maintained
1: constant comedic silence.
3: Every, everyone does <laughs> it. At, <Edinburgh. laughs> at Amazon Prime, I've got, like, got that for a, a week, it is... Total shit though,
2: isn't it? It's not as strong as um, it's not, no. Netflix, but it's it's. Netflix isn't as strong as Netflix, if you know what I mean. I mean <laughs> in America, Netflix is better than over here. Um, they're they're good for TV shows at the moment and the movies. It's just too much of a scattergun. You just like but the search engine oh, is rubbish, isn't what, it? Yeah, it's
3: s- you actually put things in there. You can find films aren't. Recommended for you. Yeah. It, there's that, there's a recommendation oh, the recommendations. Oh, the Netflix ones. algorithm. Do you, you use is huge.
1: recommendations? Because I've never.
3: No, I go to new releases. Yeah. yeah. And then I just sort of go. And, and you go, oh, they haven't added much.
1: Yeah. No, that, that's the problem. They don't add. You know, they go like, and we're we're just releasing something now. It's called The Deer Hunter, and you're like, really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Been out for a bit. Um. So all the new releases, well, things that have come out in the cinema four months ago, are still not there. I no. only, only just got last week. Wolf of Wall Street.
2: Well, they're starting to go through um, Blinkbox first and these ah. pay-per-view ones first. So they go to iTunes or um, whatever Microsoft's equivalent is. Um, There's Google Play. You can get Google money. Play yeah, as well. Yeah, Google Play. And then, so they'll go there for a while and then I think they can finally filter through once their sales have started to diminish to right. these other ones. But, um yeah. It's like I mean, a- I'm currently on Netflix and Amazon Prime, oh, just you? to sort of try You and must get- be
3: a millionaire, mate!
2: <laughs> no, no, quite the opposite, because I'm subscribing to all these things. <laughs> Why do you wear that
1: platinum hat? <laughs> My next very yeah, next cost really you loads. must yeah. cost you loads. You're not on Sky as well, are you? No, I'm not on Sky. Well. Good old traditional British freeview. That's what we like. i am i I just suffer from a loyalty thing, that's all. Like, I've been with the same mobile phone company since I first ever bought a mobile phone. Same bank since I first ever opened a bank account. I just can't be bothered to go anywhere else. So I go, you know, I'll stick with you guys. I know you've changed your names and you've changed whatever. As long as but they're all as cheap. bad as each other. They're anyway. all as bad as each other. It's Bunkers Britain. Mm-hmm. I tell you now. Yeah, me. Yeah, me. But I, do, I have watched a lot of interesting stuff, I have to say, via the, um, the old Amazon Prime. What have you seen recently? Well, I get, well I, nowadays it's so nice to just watch something that isn't English or American, for example. To just watch a lot of like weirdy stuff made in Poland and go, What? <laughs> my girlfriend explains to me what that means in contemporary culture because she's Eastern European. And I go, Oh, okay.
3: What have you seen that you've liked?
1: Oh, gosh, There's so much. There's so much, and now I'm not going to remember any of it. I like Blue as the Warmest Colour. Well, that is my
3: favourite film. Yeah, Married and Lovely. Oh, really? Yeah, it it's great, isn't it? Fantastic, yeah. Really good film. And the lesbian scene actually spoils it because that's not the best thing, it, you know? Mm. That you, all the, <laughs> we talked about that, we talk about that but it's, it's a really say, long It's seven minutes, scene. is it?
1: Yeah.
3: I, Isn't I, it, Marek? I, I was watching the cinema, and go I need to go to get and I thought, i would go to the, <laughs> the next bit, and I thought, I can't go within, because it's three hours long, I can't go without, within ten minutes of that
1: scene. <laughs> can't stand up with these shorts on, I just yeah, just in case. Yeah, I no, love got, that
3: It got, um, all, uh, we talked about it before, like it went on about, everyone talking about that was the main thing about the film, but it, it was just an
1: no, amazing no, performance. I really enjoyed that, I thought it was rather, rather yeah. good. In fact, there's been a lot of stuff with, Colors as a reference. Well, I've Well, really that's one
3: point we've been talking about. How most films with blue in the title are very good. Yeah, I mean, it's There's been one called it's Blue been Ruin. is my favorite Blue Ruin,
1: I've seen as well. That was very good.
2: Yeah. It's been very debunked good. recently with Blue Juice, hasn't it? But um... yeah, <laughs>
3: the two, the two things, things with hunt or hunter in, normally good or blue.
1: I think you're right. So yeah. we're going to. It's, it's got to cool. be blue. It can't blue be any other color. Blue hunt's got to like be red. Red, red, red is two, rubbish, rubbish. Red. Yeah. Three colors: red. I've blue. never seen. It. I've well, never H- seen the three hunt for one. red October
2: then. has red and hunt in it, doesn't it? So it does, That's why yes. like, it's a
1: mediocre film.
3: <laughs> <laughs> things like Red Dawn and stuff like that. What's that? Red, red Dawn. Red Sonja. Red Sonja. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, Reds. Not red or red two. Reds or
3: Threads.
1: Now you we're see? just thinking of <laughs> things that like rhyme. So let's go <laughs> on to green now. Well,
3: hang on. It's not, it's not about colours, It's about no, feel. Like... Uh, we were going to talk this week. Um, we saw Netflix have started doing their own films as well. They make all their they been known for doing
2: yeah it, netflix originals i mean they started doing a, so t- a tv yeah, they, yeah they've become a studio so they they started just commissioning things that other people had cancelled and then there was a backlash against and they go we'll pick those up so arrested development arrested being development, the most yeah. famous example but now they've started just they've grown in commissioning their own content as well so maric pointed us to this documentary
3: yeah i was looking at sports documentaries because every now and then, anything I fancy watching one of these sports documentaries. <laughs> I like on well, oh Sunday night normally, yeah. and um, I looked at... and I put it. I put into the um, Netflix search engine baseball. It came. It was just been released. I uh, think called the battered bastards of baseball, which is
1: an amazing title. Anyway, yeah, Great. I mean, that's for a brilliant yeah. title.
3: Um, I wonder if because you can't have. There's something about you can't. Um, I was talking to my friend Paul how the British film certificate people. You can't have bastard or a swear word in the title. That's why *Inglorious Bastards
2: is written differently. No. Is that why they did yeah. it? I thought that was to, to tell Americans how to pronounce it.
3: No, I think it, I, 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 I've i heard you're not allowed to have a swear word in the title of a film for it to be approved by the British Council. Know that's wrong. Isn't
1: there a film version of the place shopping and fucking? And is I'm it, sure. Is it, ha,
3: has it got the um, stars, asterisks.
1: asterisks in it? I don't think it does but I don't know have a look. I'm Let just me making me this look. up man. I just want you
3: to go well I don't, I don't know I don't know fully uh, I mean if you want to write in and tell us how do they do that David
2: <laughs> well you can email us dearfilmfandango at gmail.com or if you want to talk to each other and sort of ignore us entirely then go to facebook.com forward slash filmfandango or you can tweet us at filmfandango or at mr david reed or at Merrick larwood
1: do you have a twitter or send a letter, you know. Send a letter. Just send a letter and your address. don't
2: give them my address. Or you
1: could talk to me about film at P. Litchfield. Don't tell you my email. Um, I'm just Mr. P. Uh, on Twitter because there was already someone called Paul Litchfield. Yeah, I'm Mr. David Roof for the yeah. same reason. Yeah.
3: Swine. Um, um, I'm looking, I've just put in, sorry for, to our nine-year-old, it must be ten now, if he's still listening, ten listener. Yeah. I've just written to um <laughs> IMDB oh, just, I thought you were going to say Google it's um, <laughs> come up with some crappy uh, uh, <laughs> a few rubbish
1: things I'm now expecting to be there like a nice picture in the local newspaper tomorrow the police escorting you at the house holding <laughs> yeah. up your laptop
3: I was doing a search for a podcast I swear yeah, you're you, you looking really <laughs>
1: disgraced
2: i <laughs> um, But anyway, The Battered Bastards of Baseball, which it is called, but they've done no publicity for it, so they've probably not had to cross that bridge. They did a one called Um, Short Game before about the kids' golf tournament, which is really boring. Is it boring? Because it was recommended on Netflix after The Battered Bastards of Baseball. The thing
3: is it was pretty dull. Uh, The Battered Bastards of Baseball is an amazing story.
2: Do you want to tell the listeners the set to it?
3: So, basically, Kurt Russell, who we all know... Uh, from lots that's of right, films, you I'm weren't expecting that as the way into this baseball story. Who <laughs> we Escape all know and love from Escape from New York, and uh, what other films do I like? Um, when they jumps off, Big Trouble in Little because,
1: no, that's China, that's a love one. one. What's a the- kidnapping one called That's a brilliant film. Oh, I don't great.
2: Know. Um, oh, swept break-
1: away! No, no, no with, with a, with a his truck. His wife and he's... goes to go and make a phone yes, call. He the... waits by the side of the road and then goes to the cafe and goes well, my wife came. In. And they went, like, "No, no, it's dude. a mate. It's really, it's brilliant film." Yeah. And then he spends the rest of time in this hick town trying to track down his wife. I know we're going into loads I of circles. No, no, that's that's how isn't
2: this works. Is it called
1: break, d- break Break? I know. Exactly I'm going to call it break call. Breakaway, <laughs> but it's <laughs> not called. It's called
3: the. called the yeah. Vanishing. No, it's not called the Vanishing. No, the Vanishing's a different one. That's a French movie
1: originally. isn't it? Yeah, and then
2: they've remade it twice, but one of them is. The girlfriend who goes missing at the beginning is Sandra Bullock in the vanishing. Oh, is she, it? Right there. She's only oh, in like have three minutes.
1: They should have bothered looking. And
2: Kiefer Sutherland uh, oh. finds uh, she's been buried alive by Jeff Bridges. Spoilers. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure it's called Breakdown. Yes, I think it called, is called it's called Breakdown. Yeah.
1: Breakdown. very um, really
2: good. Also, The Thing, one of the greatest films ever. Great oh, tar- of One of the
1: greatest horror films ever made. I oh, yes. totally agree with you. Though. Yeah,
2: and a remake. Probably the best remake ever. Um, and one of the great films yes. you can watch with your family, Overboard that's the one I meant when you I said, said swept the away thing. I that's meant overboard meant. that's what you meant, um, what you meant. and uh, actually um, uh, what's it called uh, the superhero high school film that was actually oh surprising... superhero high or something yeah, like that yeah what was it called something high isn't something it something high something high
1: um, super high super, super, super uh, high high
2: school he's the coach of the... sky high sky, sky high, high. That's,
1: that's surprisingly good So we should clarify the reason why the thing is so good is because there's no CGI in it that's why it's so good and it's a good story and it's amazingly well Put together, but the fact is, there's no CGI. It's all proper. Still stands up today. It's Any... all just animatronics and gubbins. I'm
3: going to take us back to uh, the documentary. yeah So, uh, Kurt Russell's dad was an actor, uh, which I didn't really know, but before called um, Bing Russell. Yes, and he was famous, particularly for being he was like a character actor. He was in like you know. He got I think he's, he got killed over a hundred and something times. In oh, fairness. Bonanza, Bonanza, and he was a
2: sheriff in Bonanza. What what sheriff he was a sheriff in Bonanza, it. but yeah. he, he said uh, in uh, westerns he was actually killed over seven hundred times in his career. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> he used to tell people one hundred and forty because they didn't believe him when he said seven hundred.
1: Um, That's how DeForest Kelly started. So he was bones he, in Star Trek. Sorry, yeah.
3: he was working. Uh, in, in on Bonanza for 13 years and he finished and he wasn't really doing anything but prior to this when he was a kid um, and I mean the links in this film are incredible in the yeah. documentary he was the bo- uh, he was the bat boy for the New York Yankees Right, and the New York Yankees I mean baseball wasn't as big over here the, everyone's heard the Yankees Davis um, <laughs> just walked off to get by um, so I followed him he, he was the bat boy himself. so he was uh, the guy who used to kill the bats out to really famous players like Joe DiMaggio and Lou Oh, is that but, what a bat boy is? That yeah. blank needed filling in in my mind. He was mind, the one who actually. just gives out the bats and organises all that. Just little, just organises, little, yeah. Almost like the guy, the kid on the boat, the cabin boy in the boat. It's like a caddy. Yeah, but for baseball. Baseball caddy. And he was a bat boy to all these baseball stars, and he got really into it. And so he'd always loved baseball. Then uh, baseball's not like normal football over here where you've got the different divisions, uh, the premiership and then the championship, number two. In baseball, they've got the major league. And they've got all these minor leagues, which are almost like feeder teams for the other teams. So they're not no independent teams. So I play for. Right. It would be like playing for like the Liverpool, you know,
2: um, uh, Liverpool Dodgers, Liverpool, Liverpool to- Toilet Gritters, or something like that. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, and, they have si- they have similar affiliations over here, but it's not.
3: Uh, yeah, it's, they're just feeder clubs. So yeah. you've got like triple A, double A, and A league. So you almost get get drafted, and you move through the leagues. So you can have your, you can be in this supporting this independent team. So it's sewn up basically. There's no way in. Is the well, idea. you have to go through these independent leagues, but yes. you lose. If you're really good, you'll just lose that player. They'll go up. Oh, then right. come and get him. So he, in the seventies, he formed um, a team that was independent. Right. So all the other, all the other sides, there weren't any independent teams anymore. Were, Affiliated to these major league clubs, so He just made this so, this baseball team. Well, it was which in Portland, wasn't Oregon, team. wasn't yeah. it, where
2: uh, they lost their team, as is as is possible in America, and not over here. Um, I don't believe anyway; uh, it's not happened. Uh, where the team just gets sold to another town and just
1: upstairs. Yeah. I mean, the most famous
3: thing is the Brooklyn uh, Dodgers, you might have heard about. They've just moved to uh, Los Angeles, yeah. which is so. It's like Liverpool going, "Are oh, we are going to move to the Isle and the New right York now. Jets are down in Yeovil now." Yeah, New York really the o- the Oval Jets and yep. Jets.
1: York they're, they're, they're
3: Jets. They changed well. the name. They changed the name as well.
1: Don't they often get taken over by companies as well? So they're just known as Kit Kat United. I know it's a really ridiculous... No, I mean, that, some, of the, some, of the, some of the stadiums, stadiums are called York that. Yeah. City.
2: York City was Bootham <laughs> Crescent and now it's Kit Kat <laughs> Crescent. That is true. Um, but uh, to in order to know where to go to the matches, the address is still Kit Kat Crescent. Bootham Crescent because <laughs> oh. Kit Kat Crescent isn't a street so. no of course
1: I really hope this there's of those just a walnut whip stadium just somewhere <laughs> oh, i like to play there welcome to Rolo's you know something like that anyway carry they're on. quite
3: nice names um, so he set this independent team and then got all these players who were just uh, who have been rejected all the has-beens right. a bit like the Expendables but, uh, yeah. but with uh, baseball
2: players so a misfit
1: motley crew yeah. yeah
2: exactly all the guys who were too, uh, too drunk and mad you can't play, play with us
1: you're a maverick
2: and they the were called, yes, yeah.
1: called the Mavericks. Um, there you go. So, um,
3: and they went on to be really, really good, and they got, they got the most watched independent team. Fans loved them, didn't they? Yeah, all, all the fans came along. They were, everyone went mental. It was a really, really rowdy atmosphere.
2: Let's not tell people how it ends if they want to listen to it because it is a story. And some of the people in it go on to do hideous for things. No, for no
3: <laughs> <laughs> They're all horrible pedophiles. It's um, <laughs> like
2: everything them. from the 1970s. <laughs> But it is it is a, it is a great story, isn't it? It's one of those, you know, sort of. Uh, it would be a sports a fictional sports film if it wasn't true. You know, it's one of those. You know, well, someone's classic. talking about making a film about it. I, I oh, can't really? say who because
3: he's. Uh, it he's w- in it the w- room. W- <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> Buddy.
1: Um, so they're going to make a movie of it, even though it's a perfectly good. Uh, I think
3: it could make a good film though. Yeah, mm. it could make a good film. But uh, it was there's was something about it which was done quite cheaply by Netflix. It looked like they've all got they just got a load of
2: old people in the room with the same white background.
1: Right.
3: I think it could have been
2: a better documentary. What I, I felt the it was really interesting to hear about uh Bing Russell and the history of this club that I hadn't mm. heard about before. You know, that was all very interesting. It felt very almost one sided in that because this was being told by you've got the feeling it was only being told because Kurt Russell was involved in some way, you see. Oh, I see. So it is unequivocally positive about Bing Russell and you don't get to hear any anything else other than he was a god and there's, there's sort of are you a, trying to slag off Bing Russell mate no I'm not I'm just saying that made it actually a bit one note and therefore it dragged a bit in the middle because all you were hearing was over and over again what a hero he was
1: so they don't um, mention the leather panic room the penchant for buggery um, no but
2: maybe he was so you was, know purely a great man but that doesn't yeah. make an interesting story necessarily
1: no. no he needs his flaws doesn't he yeah
2: exactly exactly um and we didn't get to hear about the flaws of the players when we, we kept being told sort of with a nod and a wink oh they were awful people yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we never get to hear anything about them you know oh,
1: he used to beat his wife every night other honestly. than you know, he, was, he, he was
2: really good at playing baseball you know so that i i feel actually a film might be able to show a bit more of the story if they're allowed to i think um, the, i think the story was better than a documentary what it's did you think of it
1: yeah it was wasn't it is it worth watching what do you how many tries do you give it out of uh, only, how, many more, how many? in baseball oh is it I don't know anything about <laughs> sport I really don't know how that. many um, runs
3: I give it runs six runs out of ten. ten
1: three <laughs> um, okay
2: yeah I, I'd give it I'd prove it probably six so. six runs yeah, yeah six runs yeah maybe five
1: in a walk six hits yeah um but it's just complicated rounders isn't it yeah a bit it like is. that yeah, basically. it's really boring to watch when watching a bit but it's really dull see I, I have to say I find every sport dull to watch in baseball, I don't even have a little sort of Achilles heel like oh no I watch the skiing can't it's, stand any of it I they, like swimming by myself non-competitive that's quite nice isn't it it's lovely but it's like being in another world like. it is when you get you under the water it's, mm. like, it's like being in a wet out of space it's got, it.
2: got plasters and spiders in it.
1: Well, just see the corn plaster as a comet, hardly <laughs> floating, making its way down to the shallow end. of shit.
2: <laughs> Strange
1: warm patches. I really tried to engage myself with sport, and I can't do it. And therefore, it's weird because movies like that I necessarily wouldn't. So can want can to you watch. get
2: into sort of like any given
1: Sunday or The Natural
2: or any of these? No, I found it very escaped hard. Westgate to victory.
1: No, I hate that. That's really? Incredible. Yeah. The only one I like is the champ because he dies and the kid has to deal with it. Oh. Spoilers! <laughs> Have you ever seen that film? Oh, what it's a great film. It's a great film. Yeah, yeah. yeah John I Boy. I love you, champ! And he's dead. It's I game. quite like that bit. So, oh. The Running Rocky. Man. <laughs> the Running Man. Well, that's not about sport.
3: You could say it is a little bit. I love, bit. love
1: the soundtrack no. to The
2: Running Man. Rollerball. Rollerball. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, no. Death Race. Two thousand. No, the original.
1: No, no. no. Mad Max like, That's not sport, though, is it? No, that's not. New so. one looks good though. Trailer for. Yeah. It? Oh, it
2: who's playing? Like Mad Max?
3: Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Yeah, I don't. But know. He, I say that. But every time we play a casting game, he's re, he's got such range. You can just go, "Ah, uh, uh, Tom Hardy." Hardy. Oh,
1: I see. You he's believe
2: good. he's got that range. He, you can believe he do it. He'd
1: make a good ticket belt. Yeah. Ages
2: and ages ago, we uh, we cast him as Bond, didn't we? Did you? Yeah, he was. Well, a you're good not far off.
1: with Daniel Craig Daniel Daniel Craig Craig. Big beefed up Bond
2: Yeah Big beefy Bond
1: (laughs) Beefy Bond
3: Talking of the casting game Yeah We were going to ask you To do a casting game Pick a cast game for us Someone's playing a guitar In the background I know everyone's enjoying that um, what was your original casting game because I, I don't know what this is we play a game when we have guessing in where we recast three parts basically we,
2: basically we cast the remake of a famous film brilliant if we're making it now um, and we get our guests to judge but you told us about an interesting game you play so yes. why don't we have a bit of a go alright
1: well this is a game that I play with my two comedy performer friends Dan and Jeremy and this, it starts off as a gentle fun drinking talking game and has literally ended in blood and tears and bruises. Mm. This is only going to work if you if you happen to be an officiando of the British series known as the Carry On series, which are smutty innuendo based, very childish humour, really. So what we do is we would take a well known film, let's say for example, any of the films from the Star Trek series. <laughs> okay. Of then, can, should we say? Let's say Rath of Khan, which is the best in the canon, absolutely. And then you start casting it with members of the Carry On team. So the idea is the Carry On team are all still together, and they're making Carry On Star Trek Two of can, because <laughs> he wouldn't be called Khan, he'd be called Ken, something like that. can, yeah, and it would be Star Trek; it'd be Star Track.
3: Yeah,
1: and you know, it'd be called, angry. Yeah, and and it'd be called the Enterprise P because yeah. they will pay you know you know the idea but so what you got to do now is you start going right well who is your captain kirk
2: well that's that's got to be um i would go for bernard breslaw no
1: see so you've immediately, immediately broken gone in. Sid James. Her in this game. Sid James. Sid James. Chap, Sid, James. No, Sid James is your captain. But you, you also sorry. So the way this he's game works. He got personality.
3: Sid James,
1: right? No, but the way this game works is you've got to look at the rows that they play through the Carry On films. Oh, so now now your Bernard Breslaw was always third fiddle. Yes, and he was and he was very rarely to take centre stage. He was always told what to do by Sid. Yeah. yeah. Then
2: who is going to be Doctor Bones McCoy in this? Who's the emotional the emotional <laughs> side of Sid James's psyche?
1: <laughs>
3: It would um, be not. Who is the one with glasses?
1: No, that's, you can't like have. Char, you can't have Charlie Hawtrey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't have him. Oh, okay, no, um, I'm sorry. If
2: we were doing Star Wars, Charles Hawtrey would be C3PO without oh, it, exactly it, without, without. and
1: Peter Butterworth probably asking <laughs> 2 because they the Although Cribbins would
2: be quite good at Cribo that. Cribbo could do it. But anyway,
3: back to Robert. Scott. Mm-hmm. Cribbins would be Scotty, right?
1: Yes, Yes. Scott. Good. it could be Scotty. I, I'm more airing down towards Terry and June. Um, <laughs> um, what's he called? June Whitfield. <laughs> June Whitfield. What's he called? June Whitfield. Um, you know, it, it gets very difficult, unfortunately, if there's if lots of females in the film. Luckily, it's Star Trek because so there's only Uhura. So that's Barbara. That, Barbara that, that's Windsor. Bab's black duck. Yes, of course. Unfortunately. Of course. Can you do that? Spock could. What? In a carry on film?
3: Yeah,
2: Spock would off then, yeah. be
1: because they only knew one black person during the Karen movies that was Kenny Lynch <laughs> <laughs> and he only was in one film uh, Spock would be, um, would be Kenneth sure. Williams could be I Kenneth Williams Yeah, think. all sarcastic and, no, no Captain no.
2: although uh,
3: Hortry, or he could be the villain Hawtrey could play Patty I would be the villain right because he always plays the matron
1: yeah, but sometimes she's quite nice as well. See, I'm thinking the villain in this you could have probably would be Charlie Hawtrey because when they first meet Carnaby, oh, hello. <laughs> Do they play the villains themselves in these things? Sometimes, yeah. I'm sometimes. trying to think when that's happened. Sometimes. Now, you got Chekhov. Now, Chekhov because he's spoken cod Russian in Star Trek. Yes, this is a perfect role for the guy who would always. Oh, of, just the gibberish boy, and I'm trying to remember what he was called. What about. is he?
2: Oh, he he's, is perfect.
1: he's in um, he's in uh, Hot what? Fuzz as well. Is he? Yes, I'm pretty. What's he called? called? I keep forgetting his name. It's um, gonna he always up. in the Carry On films would always go F-way, and like sort of have like a twitch. <laughs> Look, when they first terrible. started. So they
3: started when, the, when was the first Carry On film? Oh,
1: 50s? Yeah, it might have been late 50s. The Carry On Sergeant is the very first one. Because okay. weirdly, yeah,
2: because you, and you then watch Teacher it and, and it feels like Carry On Regardless is the first one because of the title. Yes. But it isn't. No, it's not. Um, no, it's... 1958, Carry On
1: Sergeant. There you go, 58,
2: yeah. And what's your
3: favourite? I mean, the face favourite was Carry On at uh, the Khyber, aren't they? Carry
1: On Carry On Kyber. I'm quite a fan of Carry On Dick, the Dick Turpin one, only because... Basically the entire plot revolves around that he's got a birthmark on his cock. And they need to <laughs> identify that so they keep it keeps going into urinals. Is it called carry on dick? Carry-on dick, yeah, that's the Dick Turpin one. And every t- <laughs> they're trying to explain that he's got a birthmark on his willy, but because they can't say willy or anything like that, yeah. they keep whispering in into someone's ear and they have a little harpsichord sound effect that goes and it just makes it makes me fall on the floor every time and then the other person will go well I don't think it's him it can't be the woodsman he's the only one with a chopper <laughs> and they go no that's not what I mean and you, you, and then you get infuriated and you go why don't you just say penis it's so much easier that's have, we are really going into different places we're going, we're I forgot, going very I forgot far that Roy Castle was in some of them Roy Castle's in Kyber, oh, Kyber and he's in one yeah. other oh, the, that's the other thing they, they get, you can only cast people from carry on films in, in, in your new movie if they've been in a carry on film twice or more
2: <laughs> have you seen all carry on films
1: I have indeed, yeah. I think so. Through. I thought it was wrong cook, but I think I'm wrong. No, I mean, that's no, no. Again, no it's some... It? Um, oh, is this ridiculous? I can't remember his name. The... F-way. He always used to have a pint of beer and then he goes. go... Do you still watch them? If they're on television, which they often are on ITV4, yeah. maybe, maybe. Sometimes I do. It depends which one it is. I so like you, the music a lot. They're still well. on at Christmas, aren't they? So the three
3: recommended for non-Carol In fact, ITV...
1: Carol Kyber. That's a lovely way in. Yeah. <laughs> a lovely way it's in It's a good one, isn't That's it? It's a
2: lovely way in. I'm a big fan of carry on spying. Oh, there you go. Doesn't,
1: Old black and white one. Doesn't Babs have um photographic memory and she blinks and the yeah, these and sound it's, effects on the effect camera, effect camera shutter. <laughs> camera, shutter <laughs> yeah. camera shutter, yeah.
2: And it's uh, it's got a lot of cribbins and you can't go wrong with a crib, lot of, of cribbins.
1: He's also in carry on jack as well, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um I like I do like the more historical ones. I like Carry On Don't Lose Your Head with the black fingernail. Oh, I remember uh, yeah. I like that. That's good. I've seen it all for years. Deal. Anyway, sort of my memory. So that game basically is you you cast carrier members to, to films, and that's you sort of know how it goes. But you can get into real proper debates <laughs> about whether Bernard Breslau is an acceptable Scotty, or whether it should be Peter Butterworth, or whether
2: <laughs> I mean I can't pick a Khan amongst them. You see, well. I think See, I would go... go
1: with someone like it's, uh, it's hard, isn't it? But it, the people who would often play villains or more so, would be your Kenneth Williams, but then if he's Spock.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you need someone with a with a force of will to be Spock, don't you? You, do. and you, you need someone as large as Kenneth yeah. Williams to play that. I mean,
1: Breslaw's got the listen. He's got the oh, weight.
2: You need elegance though for Spock. You need elegance. Khan
1: is the supposed the to be the most intelligent man, a product of late 20th engineering, and you've got 20 21st century. If you have
3: heard Breslaw voice the Giddy Game Show,
1: I love the Giddy Game then
3: Show. Then you would be you realize Gus
1: is ready. He. he would, <laughs> He has a lot more rage. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen him do Hamlet. He, he would have been great. Where's Hamlet?
2: Honestly, wonderful great.
1: stuff. Oh, what's he called? Frankie him? Howard as Khan. Frankie Howard could be a good Khan. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. That would be good. He could be quite good. I'll chase him round and yeah. <laughs> I've never been a big fan of Frankie Howard. I've no. no. My favourite of his is The House in Nightmare Park, which a lot of people have never seen. Really is, it or is it a genuine horror? Is it no, no, no? It's a, it's a comedy hammer horror starring right. him. He, um, it's very, very funny. What's he called again? The House in Nightmare Park. The House in Nightmare very, Park. Very, very, very good.
3: Look and we should get onto your choice, uh, the film that you brought in. Yes, uh, this week. yes.
2: Well, that's that's, that's a, a game that you can uh, play at home. I want to
1: play your game now. Can we oh, do it really quick? Not really, because we oh, haven't take prepared anything.
2: No, it takes. T- Merritt gets
1: so. really cross. Oh, does he? So I no, I really funny. want to play it. <laughs> I want to see Merritt get cross. We have to uh,
3: recast it. Yeah, we should have prepared
1: beforehand. All right, don't but worry.
3: a lot, a lot of preparation does go into this podcast. <laughs>
1: that, that's a lie. You just sat here in your pants.
3: No, okay, come on. They're not my pants.
1: Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he has had to go miles
2: to find these pants. <laughs> um, so you put
1: in uh, a film. Can you tell us about it? please? I can indeed. I. Suggested a film that we all watch called What's Up, Doc? What's it about? Well, it's, it's your basic comedy caper movie, really. It's about mistaken identity, not of people, but of four identical plaid, which is the American term for check, uh, carry cases or suitcases. And that is the flimsiest premise of the film, and yet I, I absolutely love it. it. If someone asks me what is your favourite comedy film of all, I will immediately go straight up to What's Up, Doc.
3: And it tell, and when was it made? 1972,
1: directed by Peter Bogdanovich. It's a great name. He of um, Paper Moon and uh, the Last Picture Show. That's uh, two of his other films. Uh, so it's 1972, and I love the idea that I have, I'm in love with a comedy film starring Barbara Streisand. So I never thought it would ever happen. It was a nightmare to get hold of a copy back in the days when I wanted a copy because it was only available if you got a Barbara Streisand box set. <laughs> <laughs> so you had to get it with Yentl and Funny Face, oh, these, which I never wanted. So I bought the box set burnt it onto a thing <laughs> and gave it back to HMV years ago going oh no I don't want that <laughs> no my mum's dead now she ain't going to watch this um, so that was the only way to get a copy it's still I still I think it's on general release as in you can just buy it yeah I, you I can, can get it you can you get can. it on
2: iTunes and uh, Google Play and all of these I digital know, ones yeah. now But um, oh
1: no I want it in the, yeah, in the yeah. fancy it's, packaging
2: I I, no, I realised I've never seen a Barbara Streisand film by watching this there you go I mean, she's really good she's stunning in it um, and she's, she's hilarious always, she's
3: always good though do you think? I think... Why did I watch it? I watched the one with her in a car with... What's his name? Once she did recently... Oh, that's
1: terrible. I what, quite is enjoyed that with Seth Rogen yeah.
3: driving I, a... I thought this is going to be awful. I, my, my expectations were just so low. Ooh. And that was the one you watch on Netflix and go, do you know what? I think I was ill. You know when you're ill you, you... Were you it, delirious? You, almost delirious. You're just on soup. And you just want to... <laughs> it's an effort just to click the button on Netflix and go, I'll watch that. And then Next we... Show- I can't be... I can't be... Bothered. <laughs>
1: At least when you're on soup, what's soup? That's what I said. Yeah,
2: I'm, I enjoyed it. Um, did you? What's Up Doc? I think is uh, quite an interesting uh, jigsaw puzzle mm. piece in the history of comedy in film because doing a bit of reading it revived the screwball comedy as they called it yeah, from the 30s absolutely. and this is actually pretty much a remake of uh, bringing up baby almost
1: yeah, um, almost, almost. Exactly.
2: inspired by is what they say but the, the tagline on the poster was uh, something along the lines of uh, it's a screwball comedy remember those remember <laughs> the <rest laughs> um, Fantastic. But this has a lot of the same cast members that would 2 years later be in mel
1: brooks's films well that's there you go, because Mel Brooks turned up to the actual filming of it. Right. Um, he was a good friend of Peter Bogdanovich and literally poached Madeleine Kahn, yes. Kenneth Mars, yes. and my other favourite, Liam Dunn, who plays the sheriff in Blazing Saddles. He plays, I think, my favourite character in What's Up, Doc. He plays the judge at the yes. end. Who has... and. The reason why I like this film is A because it's a screwball comedy and there's lots of wonderful sight gags, but also it's it reminds me of a it's like a fast talking film. It's mm. full of wonderful language moments, hilarious bits of comedy language. And my favourite bit is The Judge, where he's saying to the bailiff of the court, he takes out a vial for the pills and he goes and the judge and the bailiff goes, What are they? And he goes, They're my yellow pills. He goes, Do you wanna know what they're for? And the bailiff goes, No. He goes, To remind me to take the blue pills. <laughs> and then takes the blue pills out. And then the bailiff goes, What are the blue pills for? And he goes, I don't know. They won't tell me, and it just makes me laugh so much. Oh,
3: I really hate it. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I oh, absolutely hated no. it. Oh no! It's just there's a weird. It's just weird. I mean, what? It's not weird. What is Barbara Streisand doing anyway? She sometimes she latches on to Ryan O'Neill, who was a sort of good-looking hunk. Yeah. Maybe in the later
2: days was a good-looking hunk thing at the time, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What uh, of, who's, of who's Barry the...
2: Lyndon, and uh, in fact, there's a. Uh, he's from um, what's it called? Um... Love story is it? Love story, yes, yes. that he, he was in when he was younger, and yeah. the the almost final line of this movie takes the piss out of it. Yes, where uh, she says, uh, Be- "Being in love means never have to say you're sorry." and yeah, he, he says that's a... the biggest load of rubbish. No, it's ever the heard. dumbest
1: thing I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Why did you loathe it so much? I loved, because I, because mean, it's love just. It.
3: I thought Barbara Streisand was really great. It, the tone of it was just weird.
1: That's why I love it. Didn't it didn't
3: make me laugh. It's so odd. I mean, it's refreshing in the fact it's, there's nothing else.
2: Uh, it
1: feels <laughs> a, a, from
3: a different age. I felt so stuck in. the found, found early
2: seventies l- lovely. I think it's right. probably the word. I think personally, and it is just a personal thing with comedy isn't it? but I, I think Mel Brooks has bettered the formula two years later because yes. I, I adore blazing saddles. No and the I love them, yeah. you know so much Absolutely. but I, I did find this thoroughly enjoyable. It's I just, did you find it, I didn't find it funny in the slightest.
1: Oh my God, really. I think the first line off the bat is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. it's, it, it's and also it, this is Madeleine Kahn's first ever film. She's it's great. The first time she's it's, ever been in it. It's when and she, she just plays this so... nagging, unnecessary... She's great. And she's stunning in it. And it's the first shot is just her walking with Ryan Neo out of an airport. And he's got the most vacant look on his face. And she doesn't stop talking for five minutes, going, we got to do this. And he just goes, yes, Eunice. And we got to do that. Yes, Eunice. And we got to do this. Yes, Eunice. And then she turns to the cabbie and goes, put that in the back. And the cabbie just goes, yes, Eunice. Like he's known her for 40 years. <laughs> Oh, dear, it makes me laugh so much. Uh, And and line's like, I'm not repeating myself, I'm not repeating myself. Oh, my God, I'm repeating myself. I just love...
3: But you're doing it better than they did in the film. Ah, I
1: thought the film was all...
3: It was just... Do you? It felt like there was... Really it felt like it was a really bad Jewish, outdated Jewish <laughs> comedian doing jokes in, in an empty stage and it felt really awkward. Really? I thought Madeline Cannes was really great. I mean, you recognise... Madeleine
2: Cannes is you, in Blazing Saddles where, where she plays... Um, what's the, She's the German singing yeah. woman who is fantastic. Tired of being the girl. Isn't she oh, the yeah.
3: secretary? And st- she plays a lot of receptionists and secretaries later on. As she's got older. Isn't that Fresh Buda Day Off? Is she there?
1: No, 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 no. That's, I don't think that's her. There's, there, she... There's another... Oh, she's in the film which I also really love called Clue, which... Yes, um, with I've, Tim Curry. Tim Curry. And you've also got the other person who I I often confuse Madeline Cam with, Eileen Brennan, Made another hilarious comedy on. actress who does brilliant parts.
2: She's in Young Frankenstein as well, man. Yes. Um, so okay. yeah, Mel Brooks really did go. Yep, I'll yeah, have you. Yeah, he
1: literally turned up on set and just cherry pick. I love, and also I must admit, I do love the, I love the ridiculous chase sequence through the. Streets well, of funnily San Francisco enough, again, and the window breaking scene. I think it might be the first time i have ever seen that sort is, of thing.
2: it not the first to do the guys with the pane of glass back and forth? No, is it? But it, it, it's, it feels like it. It, it feels it. like maybe
1: it. my memory of it is because I think I met my. I, I remember my mum dad used to. Like it was like an emergency comedy thing to keep me quiet when I was young, <laughs> and they just stick it in. They had it on VHS. I've
2: read some good things about the car chase. And oh, I'm sorry, go yeah, ahead. it
1: was one of the most expensive things that they filmed as yeah. They blew over a third of the budget just it's on the crazy car chase. What well, they many also cars get smashed They the also VHS.
2: didn't have permission for a lot of it. The, <laughs> they that when they go down the stairs, those famous steps in San Francisco, mm. they didn't have permission at all, and the the damage <sighs> you see, you see them smash the stairs to bits. Yeah. that damage is still there in San Francisco. Really, they've net because it would be so expensive to repair. Oh my God, I'm um, going to go now. And another one where they, where they smash into a parked car, Yeah. the director uh, just got them to uh, rent two cars and make sure that, that they got ticked the box for uh, crash insurance and then just smashed them and returned them.
1: Oh <laughs> um, my word, no. Yeah. But there's a bit where they smash the hell out of a VW thing and yeah, that's yeah. Ryan and his brother. Yes. Who comes out to open the door and just collapses. It's also... I'll tell you the other reason I love it. There's a bit where Ryan O'Neill just looks to us directly at the camera and goes, help. And it's the first time I think I'd ever seen that type of comedy where the the, the barrier's been broken. He just looks at us out of our television and just goes, help.
2: And Mel Brooks uses that. Mel Brooks uses it, but this
1: has been done before. I, um, 1972 as I well. I think it
2: is hugely influential as well, not just in the fact Mel Brooks stole it and yeah. then turned it into other things. But um. I watched recently, uh, serendipitously, a film called House Sitter, oh, yeah. uh, which is a 90s uh, Steve Martin and um, Goldie Horn film, which Gosh. is very similar, because Goldie Horn just sees this guy, decides he's a bit of a mark, and lies her way into his life, right. which is exactly like Barbara Streisand <laughs> and this, uh, but again, is utter- somehow manages to be utterly charming. If the if the gender roles were reversed, it yes. would be one of the most sinister things you've ever watched. <laughs> you. In fact, that was another thing. The, uh, What's Up Doc was going to be a gender reversed version of Bringing Up Baby, and Elliot Gould was going to play the Barbara Streisand role. Oh my word! And apparently, the, he fell out with the director, and so oh, God, the project happen. got scrapped, and then it got started again. Wow! With his ex-wife Barbara Streisand yes. in the role. Oh my word! But yeah, it was going to be this this lying, conniving man wor- worming his way into. A woman's...
1: Uh, which would be, that would be so unacceptable by today's terms, <laughs> yeah, not it? But, but back then, it's fine for a woman to just completely ruin a man's life, yeah, yeah. In, a, in a slightly it, funny way. If you surely of pretty and lovely, but it though. doesn't make sense at all. It does
3: make it sense,
1: doesn't doesn't it. Make, no, no, well, it follows its, you its own, own, it follows its own twisted, silly logic. That's that's the point. That, that
3: oh, yeah, i he doesn't make sense, you're saying?
1: But films made of that era, I mean, if you start questioning, I mean, Star Wars doesn't make sense. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's,
3: but at least there's some gr- sort, some sort of. Uh, Reasoning behind it. This
1: the, is just the only unreasoning behind it is actually Barbara Streisand because because she's just appeared to just become a maniac in someone's life. Yeah, a, but everyone else has got a reason to be at the hotel with their with their carry cases. Yeah, one's got stolen jewels. No, one's got jewels in. One's got top secret plans in, and that and they're all nicking each other's things. The the bit in the hotel drugstore where Ryan and I was first met Barbara Streisand is just. Being really sort of persistent with him, he just wanders off. Yeah,
3: you just go. You're mentally ill. I'm yeah, gonna, I know. I'm going to call the police unless you stop. Uh, but you could watch me.
1: any film and do that, couldn't you? you could just, just now, just don't go. It don't go works, down to because the because He's
2: so henpecked and so used to doing what he's told. And yeah, she, she is actually more powerful than Eunice but Eunice? actually a is, woman named Eunice? is kinder than Eunice and yeah. so that's why you, you're okay with but her I do being what basically you mean, psychopathic
1: um, it does seem right off the bat a crazy woman is just dropped and she just destroys everything yeah. but that's sort of the point because then she reveals right at the end when the judge goes you seem to have caused all this she's got the blanket over her head and she takes off the blanket and goes hello daddy Yeah. yeah. he's like oh it's my own daughter but the the bit in the what, what I like about it it's not is, is is just the playful tone of some of the humour. When he goes into the drugstore he's got a headache to buy the pills, he puts the <laughs> Barbers Streisand and puts a radio on the counter when he's across the shop. And the guy rings it up as fifty-eight dollars. And then Ryan Neil comes to the counter and puts this tiny little bottle of headache pills down. So he rings that through and he goes, that'll be $58.90. And then you just see him right looking at these pills and then he just says, how much is it without the buffering? I just love that. I love the idea that he genuinely thinks for a moment that it's going to cost him $58. Oh. But listen, if you hate it, you hate it.
3: I just didn't find it funny. I found
1: it annoying. I love it it.
2: it. it is sort of watchable and uh, there's so much going on I enjoyed mm. it. I did enjoy it. I love it. Um, it's. Uh, I think. I think it is tonally the same as Death Race 2000. Actually, <laughs> if, if you no, took out not. the hyper violence, it's got that similar. Like this, we're doing this. People are doing things simply because it is silly and enjoyable. Therefore, yeah. that's what their characters will do. You know. Yes. Death definitely. Race
3: 2000 was Sylvester Stallone, the bloke from the from uh, the karate.
1: David Carradine. Carradine yeah. yeah.
3: Nothing watch it again, soon. you'll see what I mean. Just watch it again you with your, watch your eyes
1: closed, yeah. And actually, because obviously the uh, the Mel Brooks connection is so strong, yes. because Because um, tonally as well, but also cherry picking Kenneth Myers and all the Kenneth Myers of course, is just stunning in in this film as well. But I have a problem.
2: Obsessed, yes, the, uh, the producers. yes. And
1: um, in what he's also the policeman, isn't he, with the false arm in uh, Young Frankenstein? Yes. Who can't play the darts? Who so just makes a sound effect. Which I just love, but um, Mel Brooks, f- I do genuinely think, made five good films, and that's your lot.
2: I well, okay. Uh, I think Blazing Saddles is incredible. Of course, the producer, of course, equally so. Um, Young I, Frankenstein is great. Um, I, now it starts getting hard. Uh, his transition film towards <laughs> making rubbish is Spaceballs. Yeah. and then post Spaceballs it's terrible what do you think else is good I
1: think uh, I quite like the history of the world oh I've
2: not seen that one.
1: Oh, that oh you've got to see that that's got clear ruckus K- oh, Kenny Everett's big uh, you know, bossy yeah, yeah. cohort who gets molested by him without touching he doesn't touch her he just walks past her and she goes oh and then, and then he looks directly right into the camera and goes it's good to be king it's just is really that where it's good to be it. king comes from because it it's in from. every
2: film of his. Yeah,
1: isn't? Mel Brooks walks around touching up women without using his hands. Right. Which is a bit like Michael Horden does in Up Pompeii. Yes. Um, and they, he walks past, dresses the king, and then all the women go, oh! And he just looks at the camera and goes, it's good to be king. It's brilliant. But the history of the world is just lots of individual plots of right. different time timescales with him just making endless jokes about being Jewish. <sighs> There you go. But Spike Milligan's there you go. in it, so that that's, that's always fun right. to have a bit of Spike. That's when it gets hard because after that, um, um, all, Robin Hood minute That's a Meditides. dreadful, dreadful film. Apart from the bit where they're married and they're walking down through the church and the. <laughs> hey, I bet. <laughs> I still don't understand what it means, and it's the funniest thing I've ever Schmuck. seen. Right. No, he goes, he again, looks at the camera and goes, I hate that guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's just like, walking down through a church and Morning Abbott, Morning, Morning Abbott, Morning, and the black guy goes,
0: Hi Abbott!
1: <laughs> and he just goes, I hate that guy. But that's it. All his other films are dreadful. Yeah.
2: Dreadful. Dracula, dead That's the again. worst film oh. ever, but it has,
1: but I, I must admit, I am guilty of buying films because I like two minutes of something. And I I won't sit through the film. I just watch that bit I like. Stupid, I'll just go on YouTube. Really, yeah. I'll, what I'll for, buy yeah. the film. But, uh, Dracula, Dead and Loving It is a dreadful, beyond dreadful film. Apart from one gag, which I just think is a genius gag. It's where Ren, it's not Renfield. It's uh, Jonathan Harker turns up at Transylvania in a carriage, winds down the window, and there's all these peasants looking at him, and he goes, "Excuse me, I wonder if you can help me. I'm unscheduled to meet Dracula." And then there's close-ups of the peasants, Dracula, and he goes to the next one, Dracula. And the next one, Dracula? And the last one goes, schedule? <laughs> 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 Worth it for that. That's good. We don't have to watch it now. No, no we, we don't. don't. We don't.
3: Well, well, I'm sorry well, I
1: put you through that, Mark.
3: No, I think it was interesting. Anyway, I'm, I'm just surprised that... Um, I like it. Because on IMDb, <laughs> it's got a really high rating. It must be just me It's, maybe it's regularly
2: shit. in the top 100 comedies of all time. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Good, yeah. good.
1: What is your favourite comedy, can I ask? Uh, or is it hard I know it's really hard to come up with number one of all because it changes I think
2: Blades
3: and Teller is up there you like Cheaper by the Dozen too don't you no I, I recently <laughs> I, I, I like things like Kingpin I quite like oh yes yes. depends yes. what you class as cream is Ghostbusters a comedy it's comedic comedy, comedy drama yeah. Um, laugh out loud, but, um, yeah Laugh Out Loud yeah Laugh Out Loud because I don't think they make laugh 21, out loud anymore 21 Step, Step, Street. Brothers Step Brothers
1: I really what, recently I
2: loved I like the other
1: guys as well I would still always revert back to 60s and 70s comedy as my Oh, yeah, I think sort that of,
2: I, my, if I had to... That's the
1: funniest things ever. If I, I s- had
2: to pick the funniest film I've ever seen, it, it would be a fight between Life of Brian and Blazing
1: Saddles. Yeah, I see that. Mm-hmm. I prefer Blazing Saddles. Dear. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. What about you? What's Up, Duck? Is my genuine, up, duck? genuinely favourite comedy film. <sighs> Incredible. I know. And then I like Best in Show a lot. Oh, that's good. I know it's really trash but you know, guess, he's so what, he's weird, go honestly. off someone when he finds. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I must admit the best show and then again trails off miserably because the last two or three they made it frankly embarrassing I think the one with Ricky Gervais in made me want to um, spit fire and blood and other things do
2: everybody gets rubbish towards the yes
1: audience. but Ricky doesn't think so mm. <laughs> well on that
2: note uh, thank you for joining us pleasure thank um, you for having me Sorry, would you I like to
1: plug anything Um, just the immersion (laughs) I did that joke (laughs) earlier and Merrick didn't laugh Um, I I do podcasts um, so you know it's three men who talk about carry-on films in in different situations and do sketches and songs what's it called well the podcast is called Potom and don't ask why because we don't know how do you spell that P-O-T-O-M But it must be capital P, capital O, capital T, capital O, small m. Potom! We don't know what it means, we just put it into that Google random thing and it just, that's what we called ourselves. But we used to be just, well, we are called The Trap, that's our comedy name. So if you go to www.thetrap.co.uk, all our pod, all our old stuff called sodcasts are up there, including a nine hour soap opera, no, uh, yeah, soap soap opera called Event Horizon Crescent, which is a science fiction soap opera. We um, did nine hours. We did nine straight. hours of it over about five years because it was a regular. Say, it was a regular bit, so there's nearly nine hours of it. I it could be like, it could be seven. Ugh. Okay, but it's uh, literally, it's uh, we have characters called like pale blue dot cotton and stuff like that, and it's just a ridiculous soap opera. That was a trap sodcast. Now we do Potom. It's on the same website. Great, thank you.
2: And what's your Twitter? thingy we've yeah, done that yeah we've done all that oh, done all that but um, we do all of this for free so if you would like to donate towards the podcast then you can go to filmfandango.co.uk and follow the link from there and thank you for everyone who already has yeah. um, we would not be here without you uh, we'll be back next week with more films keep watching Looking the films. films bye films bye